listening to Leadership on the Ground, Season 3, The Rhythm of Leadership. Building on the fundamentals from Seasons 1 and 2, we now study the concept of rhythm and how team and organizational leaders use their energy and rhythm to achieve higher performance and productivity. This series is brought to you by the international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor, your source and reference for achieving breakthrough performance and productivity, and for leading yourself, leading teams, and leading organizations. And now, here are your hosts, Todd Schnick and Erica Peetler. Good morning and welcome back to Leadership on the Ground Season 3. I'm your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Peetler. Good morning, my friend. Another great morning in Desktop. Hey, good morning, Todd. Happy to be here. Excited to get rolling on episode one. Let's get to it. So today's episode is facilitating progress and aligned action. But before we go there, Erica, a quick overview of Leadership on the Ground Season 3. Why is this season so important? How is it different than Seasons 1 and 2? Yeah, in season one, we were talking about the fundamentals of leadership on the ground, the basic skill sets. In season two, we raised the bar and we said, listen, it's really important that we work at the speed of business in real time. And we gave everybody pointers on how to do that. In season three, we take it up yet another level and we look at a more macro perspective of leadership and we're looking through the lens of rhythm. It's really important that leaders have a rhythm in all that they do. Business runs with certain rhythms. So we're going to look at some structural ways that we can help leaders to set the stage for how they conduct business and how they lead their teams. You're going to hear us use words like facilitating, creating, owning, establishing, embracing, navigating, accelerating. It's still all about conscious competency, and it's still all about putting your leadership on the ground, and it's still all about performance and productivity, but now it's through that macro structural lens. All right. Thank you for that, Erica. That's going to be a great series, let me tell you. You know, and as we talked about at length in our preview episode, we talked a lot about these action words, and you just referenced it a second ago. Today's word is facilitating. Tell us more about that. Yeah, so facilitating. Today, leaders need to be facilitators, facilitators of progress, facilitators of aligned action. It's a very interactive role that leaders need to play today. They need to be looking for those entry points. We're talking about rhythm. They need to find that one, you know, find the one and kind of keep the rhythm going. So there's a lot of pressure, I would say, on leaders today because it's a full contact sport. I mean, you have to be able to work with your teams to help them become change-ready leaders. You know, change-ready leaders are those that are able to facilitate their teams and their organizations to move forward at that speed of business, which we've been talking about. You know, it takes energy. It takes flexibility. It takes awareness around style diversity. Business is much more complex. So to be a facilitator of progress and aligned action, you have to have a very rich toolbox. But most importantly, you have to have a super amount of social awareness. You know, we talked about emotional intelligence. You need to be personally aware, self-aware. You need to be able to manage your own triggers and emotions as you're coming up against all of these challenges in business and still have that social awareness to facilitate aligned action and progress despite obstacles that are going to show up or derailers or rhythm killers that are going to kind of hit. Yeah. Why do we have to start this season with this episode? Why is facilitating progress? Why are we launching with that? You know, when you think about it, facilitating progress and aligned action is that very first entry point that a leader has to think about. They have to set the vision. 
because we're all going to be moving in a common direction. We have to know what progress looks like along that way and what is the target that we're going forward with. That aligned action has to also fit within some cultural dimensions and some values and behaviors that we expect ourselves to use. And each company is different here, right? Each company has their own culture. Each company has their own set of values. But for a leader to facilitate progress and aligned action, they have to have a clear vision. They have to have clarity on the culture that it is that they want to create. And they have to have values that will be a roadmap. One of the models that uh, I outline in, in uh, Leadership Rigor is this model called organizational excellence. And it basically says, listen, as a leader, there's a lot of things you can do, but six things that you really need to do is you need to make sure the environment is set up appropriately so your team can do what it needs to do, that it has safe space, right? For you to facilitate progress and have aligned action, it has to be a safe space. And, you know, we talked about position power as a rhythm mm. killer, right? So you have to be able to neutralize that and have your personal power. And then there are four critical areas that have a sequence to them and a rhythm to them. You have to establish the culture. You have to establish that you have the right talent in the right seats on the bus. Your strategy, where are we going? How are we going to get there? And then performance, right? And we're going to talk about that all through this season in terms of, you know, the rhythm of business. The last piece is we're communicators. We have to have great messages. So these six areas, you know, when you talk about facilitating progress and aligned action, that leader has to be able to have an action agenda each year to advance their organization through these various steps, keeping in mind those six critical areas of organizational excellence. Well, we talked in season one, I believe, about how a leader has to become a facilitator of progress. Now you're talking about we have to facilitate progress. What's the distinction there? How do you build on one on the other? Great question. So, you know, when we talked about it in season one, we talked about the concept of as an individual, right? You could be a defender of the status quo. You could be someone who kind of holds up the stop sign and is always kind of, uh, you know, impeding that progress. Or you could be someone who's open, who wants to try to help the team move forward and facilitate progress. Here, we're really talking about it again in that structural macro level, which says, how do I set this very broad context so that my organization understands what progress looks like, feels like, sounds like, and what our aligned action is going to have to be to be able to move forward? You know, one of the things that's really tough and important to be able to successfully have progress and aligned action is you need a cohesive leadership team. You know, how many organizations out there don't necessarily have a cohesive leadership team? They may have silos or these individuals who are kind of running the organization according to the way that they want, as opposed to, you know, a leader strong enough to facilitate progress and aligned action. So, you know, we got to be careful about that because we want to make sure that we have people on the same page. And sometimes leaders wait, as you might know, in some organizations you've worked in, Todd, you know, people will often try to train and help people evolve their beliefs and their behaviors and wait very long times to try to get people aligned so that they can, in fact, facilitate progress when they might just have some of the wrong people, you know, on that leadership team. And hmm. what do you do? You got to facilitate progress and aligned action. Sometimes you got to make a tough call. Well, how many organizations suffer from having a leadership team that is anything but cohesive? That's got to be a, a pretty common problem. Absolutely. And you can have, you know, rhythm killers in there, right? You know, you speak out of school, you don't have that alignment or you have a naysayer out there. You know, you can have a rhythm killer on your hands. Yeah. Now I understand why we are leading off with this episode. All right, Erica and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, 
leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpetler.com. All right, Tachnik back with Erica Petler, episode one of season three, Leadership on the Ground. So, uh, Erica, I'm thinking back to our preview episode, and you talked about mantras. Mm. So I think that's really relevant here. So um, walk us through what that is and share an example or two, please. Yeah, that's a great question and point. Mantras are these rhythmic, almost phrases or anchors that leaders can use to keep that consistency, to keep that focus on what they're asking their organization to do in an aligned way. So I'll give you a couple of examples. I, again, I was just, you know, recently uh, in Atlanta at a at an HBA conference, and I had the pleasure of listening to a woman who runs a wholesale logistics company, family run, 140 years old, and she had to come in and take over from running a division to running the whole business. And she looked at things and she assessed, she said, you know, what I need to do is I need to help this organization understand what do we need to preserve? What do we need to destroy? What do we need to create? And I was just struck by the rhythm of that, right? You know, those three things. I mean, she was so clear. There were things that she had to change, but you could just feel that she had her organization in such rhythm because they knew that they were looking for what do we have to preserve? What do we have to destroy? What do we have to create? And that was going to be the progress that they were going to make as they did their transformation and they had everybody aligned and looking through those same lenses to kind of keep the momentum going. I love that example. Another example that I'm just so excited about is a CEO that I work with and, and the organization that he runs is a fantastic organization, very big fans of Leadership Rigor. And he has helped his organization really define, remember the altitude model, mm. Todd, do, yes. manage, lead? So he's been really, really disciplined and really clear about trying to facilitate progress and aligned action in his organization around what are his expectations at that leadership level. So when he looks through the lens of my leadership team, here's what I'm expecting from them. He wants them to prioritize and sequence initiatives. He wants them to cascade and align messages. And he wants them to always have clarity and closure with the meetings that they go through. Really, really clear rhythm, really, really clear lens that he's looking through. And, you know, it's the organization just gets such power and confidence and consistency when the leader is really clear about what the rhythm and the expectations are. Well, one of the things we're going to talk about throughout the series is how rhythms will change. What about mantras? I mean, I, I worry that someone says, all right, well, if I come up with a mantra, well, then I'm stuck with that for the rest of my career. Is that so? I mean, how do you, how do you change that? Is there risks of changing it? Do so, you so interesting that you bring that up because, you know, we could look through two lenses there. One is a mantra has a little bit of a life cycle, a little bit of a time relevancy to it. I don't think it's something that, you know, you take on forever. I think you have to adjust. I think you have to change. And a life cycle may be a stimulus for that. You know, we're going to talk later mm -hmm. in the uh, season about life cycles, and that's a reason to change a mantra. Absolutely. One of the things that I think leaders have to watch out for is actually changing the mantras too quickly. Because I think if I were going to say, what's the likelihood of a mantra being a challenge? I think 
some leaders might say, okay, so this week, here's our mantra. Okay, mm. next week, here's our right. mantra. And that could be a rhythm killer. Mm. So I think the right, and a great question here, the right thing for a leader to take away from today's discussion is, is the mantra matched to the life cycle? And does it facilitate you getting to that next milestone that you're looking for and getting alignment there? And then you may have to shift. You may have to pivot, right? You may be going from the bevel to that inflection mm -hmm. point, and the mantra may need to change. Well, as uh, Erica said, we'll talk about navigating life cycles uh, in episode five. So, Erica, at the top half of the of the show today, you talked about the organizational excellence model. There's another model that you've talked about that I think may be applicable here, this analytical rigor model. Walk yeah. us through that. Analytical rigor, yeah, it's a great, it's another great example of not only how rhythm can play a role in organizations, but the leader and their role in facilitating progress and aligned action. How we make decisions in organizations, there's a rhythm to it. And you can tell a lot about an organization's culture and its cohesiveness by how it makes decisions. So, you know, in leadership rigor, I go through this model um, called analytical rigor that says, listen, you got to get some data. You got to frame it in some information and you got to be clear about what the decision is that you're making. Then you're looking for insights. You're looking for choices. So you kind of move from this homework phase of data and information to this engagement phase where you want to ask your organization, what are some insights and what are some choices we have? And then you're coming around uh, the circle. It's a circle model. And you come around to making decisions and doing actions. And that's the executional phase. So the rhythm is homework, engagement, execution. And in Leadership Rigor, I kind of do a very deep dive outline there, but I put it in as a comment here for episode number one, because, you know, for you to be able to facilitate progress and aligned action as a leader, you know, at a macro level, you're asking people every day to make decisions. And if you have models and language and a way to make those decisions in a clear and consistent way, you will have much more rhythm. You will be able to have greater performance and productivity. And most importantly, it goes back to some of the other basics we've been talking about, which is we want leaders to be consciously competent about what they're doing. So these models not only help with rhythm, but they also help with being clear and consistent with building a culture in their organization. Well, there's another thing that you've talked about that I think is is worth talking about here, and it's more probably more of an equation, this growth, risk, and change equation. How does that apply? Yeah, you know, I love this equation, and, and there's a couple of equations that I think are key, but, you know, every organization wants to grow, right? So every leader comes into a challenge and says, I got to get my organization to grow, but here's the kicker. You don't get to grow unless you take risks and you make changes, which is literally putting people in their uncomfortable zone. So here we are trying to establish rhythm, right? We're trying to facilitate progress and aligned action, and we're asking people to take risks and make changes. So it's really important that, you know, we create trust, that we give people some safe space to be able to do things. Creating rhythm in uh, service of growth, risk, and change is going to take a leader's ability to be able to tell the truth and be transparent about where we are. And we're going to talk in later episodes, Todd, about what are going to be some of the different leadership styles that get us there. Because we talked about six leadership styles. You know, you're going to have to affiliate during the really difficult times if you're going to ask people to take a risk and make a change. You're going to have to pace set sometimes if you come up against that change point and you need to keep the rhythm going and maybe the organization is slowing down. So there's a lot of issues that we're going to talk about throughout this season that are going to give leaders, again, some of those structural benchmarks for how they can not only create rhythm, but maintain rhythm in their organizations. You've touched on a, on a few rhythm killers over the course of this uh, episode one conversation. Anything else, any other rhythm killers we ought to be aware of and paying attention? 
The only thing I would say at this point of an additional rhythm killer we haven't talked about is leaders have to be able to walk their talk, right? So if you're mm. going to facilitate progress and, and kind of get this aligned action in place, you know, you got to be the role model for that. Again, hold your leaders to the same accountability that you're asking your organization to do and try to maintain your altitude because as you allow yourself to come out of that lead, manage, do and kind of come down into the do area, that's a rhythm killer right there. So, you know, as leaders, let's maintain our altitude. Let's make sure that uh, rhythm is happening at the leadership level, not at the do level. So want to just give everybody that kind of a watch out. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. I have to get to work on my mantra. Tune in next week for episode two, Creating and Owning the Narrative. On behalf of my co-host, Eric Kapitler, I'm Todd Schnick. Season three of Leadership on the Ground will return next week. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you then. You have been listening to Leadership on the Ground, Season 3. Today's episode is made possible by Desk Hub Atlanta, part of the premier network of shared entrepreneurial workspaces across the U.S. As Zoe Fox of Desk Hub Atlanta says, I'd say the best part of working at Desk Hub Atlanta is watching our community grow every day. Whether it's people chatting over a cup of coffee in the morning or collaborating on a project together, it makes it a fun environment for everyone. Reap the rewards of collaboration, networking, and synergy. Join the Desk Hub community today. Learn more at deskhub.com. That's deskhub.com. And thank you for listening to Leadership on the Ground, a leadership development series from IntrepidNow.com.